listen to one time summer camp. Welcome everybody to the greatest and absolute funniest and 100% weirdest podcast about summer camp program directors who have nothing better to do on a Monday night. So I feel like it's very specific, and that's probably true. Yep. Uh, my name is Aaron. I'll be your host today. I'm joined by the infamous Jeff Thompson. Everyone's video froze, so I just see you making a weird face. Oh, you frozen us. Oh, that, no, you're back now. Hey, all right. <laughs> Welcome back. And uh, the brand spanking new father of the year, John Davidson. Who's your daddy? Um, his name is Dan. Oh, that's my dad. <laughs> I genuinely could not have answered that if I wanted to. Um, uh, we are going to continue our fun little new segment here of uh, what, what do you call him, Jeff? Exit interviews. No one's exiting. We all have exited camp professionally, oh, and this is our exit interview from our career. Man, the, everyone thinks we're quitting once we've hit the year marker. We're like, ah, oh, we're done. We're out. <laughs> Um, so we are interviewing Jeff today, last and least. So (laughs) got it. (laughs) So, um, I think we're going to start with the typical question that we've all started with. Uh, why don't you tell us your hiring story, Jeff? That doesn't sound like a get to know you question. Yeah. Uh, Who's running this particular? Follow the script. (laughs) Oh my God. I totally forgot we had to do that. Uh, okay. All right, fine. If you could meet any famous professional athlete currently living, who would it be and what would the first question you would ask be? Uh I'll go ahead and start. Uh, My name is Aaron Colick. I am the former program director of Briarwood in Texas and Camp Stoney in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And if I could meet any sports person currently living, I would have to go with Nolan Ryan. Uh, just one of my absolute heroes. Played till he, like, he was so old when by the time he quit. Like, but he was still producing wins and doing such a good job. Um, I would probably ask him uh, what was probably his most memorable baseball game. Because he had so many key moments, like, I mean, seven no-hitters, 5,000 strikeouts, beat up Ventura. Like, it was just so many good things. I'd be, I'd wonder what was one of his most memorable. So he played tennis? And just talk about that. Yep. Tennis big, star. big, big tennis player. I hate you, John. The old tennis. John, you're up next. All right. Just for that. My name is John. I hail from the state of Idaho. Um... Oh, former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp. Um, if I could meet any currently living um, professional player, it would be Michael Jordan. And I would ask him two questions. Okay. What was your first reaction when you met Bugs Money? <laughs> <laughs> and how hard did you cry when you found out that LeBron James was going to be in Space Jam 2? And like tears of disappointment. 
Oh my gosh, that's so good. Wow. Oh, that's so good. All right. We actually just rewatched Space Jam yesterday. I watched the new one today. It's terrible. Is it really it's bad? Terrible. We that's no. why we watched the old one. It's because we were gonna watch yeah, the new one. I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I want you to be mad at it, like in real time. <sighs> Fine. Fine. I'll still watch it, even yeah. though now I know it's I'm gonna sucks. watch it still too. All right, uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I am Jeff. I am the former program director of Lutherdale Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. And if I could meet any living professional athlete, I would meet Giannis Antetokounmpo because he is the greatest. And I would ask him, can I have your autograph? Because if I'm, if I'm meeting him, I kind of want his autograph. Oh, that's lame. I'm hoping there'd be more. I might ask him, like, can I have your shoes? Because he likes to give out his shoes to <laughs> Just going to start asking for any possessions you can get. Like, can, can, I, can I have your jersey, too? Will hey, you sign nice it? Can I have it? Can I have it? He might. He's very generous. So, yeah. I mean, I figure if you get to meet him, like, I'm more, I'm thinking of, like, a situation where it's not just, like, you're passing him, like, down the street kind of thing. It's more like you get to, like, have an interview with him. Oh. You didn't say that. It's like, I'm sure you'd get You an said autograph. you got to meet him. What would you say? Or what would you ask? I hate you. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was my vision for it. Oh. Well, I would still do the same thing, you know? All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, there's your uh, get to know you question. Hey, hey, Jeff, tell us your hiring story. Yeah. Cool. So, oh, gosh, my hiring story. I'll, do you want, like, Lutherdale or Sugar Creek hiring story? I guess there's two of them. Uh, yeah, let's go Sugar Creek. Like, like get your first beginning, start beginning. into the business, you yeah. know? So, I graduated from college in 2013. I'm a baby, but not as young as John. Um, I graduated college and was originally planning on working with my dad. He ran his own business. Uh, so, I moved back home, took the summer off from camp, and kind of, like, missed the community a little bit. But I was, like, just ready to grow up. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was working for my dad through the fall and it just didn't feel right. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm missing something. And, um, just kind of wasn't really enjoying life that much, I guess. I don't know. It not like depressed, but like I was trying to like build a career. I was thinking about the future. I was like, this isn't, I don't see this anymore for me. Like I love my mm-hmm. dad and I like working with him, but the job wasn't right for me. So, right. um, I'd gone to camp a couple times, like help out with retreats and stuff. And they had a new program director and he was a really cool guy. And I liked him. And, um, I just like on a whim one day, I just was like, dad, this isn't it. Like, this isn't working out. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know this is not right. So I, I'm just got to call it like taking a leap kind of thing. And, um, that night I got a text from a camp friend who said the program director of Sugar Creek just left and the job's open. I was wow. like, oh, and she's like, you should apply. And I was like, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, like I love working at camp. I could definitely <laughs> see myself doing this. So this was in like October. They put the job up, I think early November. I had applied. I did a phone interview in, in like December. And then in January, one of the first weekends I went for my face-to-face, I'd made the cut. I was in like the final round of interviews face-to-face, got to camp, did the interview and everything. And I drove home the like two and a half hours back to my house. And I was like, I feel kind of good about it, but I'm, I'm still a little nervous. Got home, took a nap because I had to get up early to drive for my interview. And 
I woke up from my nap and I had a missed call from the executive director. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is bad news. I didn't get it. Yeah. So I listened to my voicemail and he's like, hey, call me back. He's like, we want to let you know that we'd like to offer you the position. Whoa! And I was like, okay, yeah. So I called him back and he offered me the job and I said yes. And then I started like two weeks later. That's cool, man. That's a long process. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Compared, compared to like me and John who were like... <laughs> Come on, let's <laughs> Very go. Very quick hires, like, please get on here and do yeah. your job. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they took some time before they even put the job back out there because. Trying to reevaluate what their needs were. Yeah, stuff. the program director, he was hired by the former executive director, and then the new executive director came in, and they just didn't mesh. So they were trying uh, to figure out, yeah. like, what exactly do we want in this position and who's the type of person that they wanted. So, yeah. Interesting. Cool, that's, cool. that's how I got hired at camp. Thanks, Jeff. John, how about you? What what question do you have next? I don't have any questions for him. You literally texted me <laughs> questions. Um, Kyle, which one would I ask first? Oh, uh, all right. Come on, man. No, I got it. I got it. Uh, what is one thing that you would go back and change about your time at Sugar Creek? At Sugar Creek specifically. Yeah. Good job specifying, John. One thing it's I called would good go interview. back and change. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One thing you would oh, change. So, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of something. It can't be a person. I thought you had prepared your answers, Jeff. I did, but I wasn't prepared for this. Prepare for um, the unpreparable. If, you can't, if it's unpreparable, I you can't feel like for it, if Jeff. I could go back. And yes, change one thing about my work at Sugar Creek. More beer. More beer. No, I think <laughs> I would go back and um, open myself up to more new ideas. Mm. I came into it like wanting to, I had been a lifelong camper, four-year summer staffer. I knew like the history of camp and I knew like this is what I want to do. I know these are the things that need to change. And I was very like stuck in the vision that I had without really fully taking in what my staff were helping trying to create as well. And there were definitely times where like I let my view of what I wanted to see happen in the program block probably some really good ideas from staff. Um, so I think I would just go back and tell myself like be more open to change with the program with summer staff because I mean, that, that's what happened when I got to Lutherdale. I had to really change the program I knew because it was it was not the same at all. Yeah, but I got to... Your history. And, yeah, and I, I got to grow a lot more, I think, at Lutherdale than I did at Sugar Creek. Because of that, I was so open to change and these new ideas. And So, I, yeah, that's what I would go change. That's really cool. Good answer. Good answer. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, hey... This will go for both camps. Um, what's something about your time as program director that would surprise other people to know? That would surprise other people to know? Oh, uh, man. Question. That is a good question. Aaron, Thanks, I'm I? so proud of you. you Did know, Katrina help you with is... these? No, no, she has no idea. <laughs> Got to keep this a secret, guys. She has no idea that you're doing a podcast. Shh. No. <laughs> Be cool, y'all. Um, 
<laughs> so the one thing about Sugar Creek that would probably surprise people is that I almost um, withdrew my application during the hiring process. Oh. Yeah. I w- it was like between some of the rounds and I'd interviewed and I was like, I don't, I'm second guessing it. I don't know if this is really for me. Um, and Jordan, she really told me, she's like, you got to follow through with this. Like, this is the right path for you. Like, this is what you're meant to do. So she outpushed me. So I almost didn't mm. even apply for it. Like I did. And I was almost like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Um, Interesting. And then something surprised about Prime Director Lutherdale. <laughs> Man. I feel like, I mean, everyone in Lutherdale was always surprised by my age. They always thought I was so much older. Because you're so old? Yeah. They thought I was way older. When they found out my first summer that I was 27, I think I was my first summer at Lutherdale. Oh, wow. They were like, wow. wait, you're only 27? That is baby age. Yeah. They couldn't believe Interesting. it. Interesting. So that's something, I guess, I don't, I don't you know, it feels like my question was too good, is what you're saying. It was so good that <laughs> I almost needed that ahead of time to prepare a good answer. I'm not John. I can't come up with stuff like he can. John, you're up. I can't come up with anything. Um. <laughs> you come up with the answers. That's what you're good at. Oh. No, he, he, no, he had good questions. Okay. God, I don't know which one to ask. Not, that. not, not the second, not the, not the second one you sent me in that first text. Okay, I think that's a good like end of the interview question. The second text. The second text is good. The first text with the second question, save that to the end. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm you talking about. That, you got that, Jeff. <laughs> you got that, Jeff. Uh, ask that other one that we were laughing about. Oh, God. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are there any secret stashes of yours around camp that we should know about? Secret stashes? Yes. Uh, like, you know, little hidey spots where you hid stuff. Yeah. Where I hid stuff. Yeah. Like around camp. Not, no. <gasps> not secret stashes Liar. where I hid stuff. There are, there's one certain spot in Sugar Creek that I would always go poop in the woods. So I <laughs> Worst stash ever. Don't so geocache you, it. You probably don't want to go in that one area. Uh, I, I would poop there. Um, yeah, I hid that, but no. Really? None. Like, what would you hide at camp? Man. I don't... Oh, John and I had multiple. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm doing it wrong. I know, I'm pretty sure Matt at Briarwood had secret stashes too. Yeah. No. No. Man, I mean, I, John, how many did you have? I had three. What? I had two. I had two. What are you hiding? <laughs> what are we hiding? I'll oh. tell you two things that I was hiding. Okay. Um, bags of chips. <laughs> so, out of out of the archery range, there's this spot just behind the archery box and the building that it was attached to that had a bunch of like steel wool that we used to keep animals out of yeah i just pulled that out and i put chips there in case i was ever on that side of camp and needed a bag of chips because <laughs> i'd get really That's hungry good. um <laughs> the other one was pens i never like i always would need a pen and i would not have it 
and so I would need to know where a pen was. So again, on the other side of camp from my office, underneath a certain rock, I'm not going to tell anybody <laughs> what rock. There's, Why? There's always Why? three or four pens under that rock. And then, yeah, my other stashes, unspeakable. That's that's the that's Patreon content. Yeah. See, I carried um, a backpack with stuff in it. Like I had a backpack with oh, me pens too. and snacks. I I had a legit bug out bag that I hid in the woods behind our house. <laughs> um, legit. I loved that little hidey spot. Um, it was a hole in the ground that I dug out and then put like a little cover on it and covered up with leaves and dirt and stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was a fun. I think that was like a fun like Tuesday night project of like I feel like I feel like making a little bug out back spot. All right. And then I had a, a spot. I always had gummy bears in the office. Mm. So I now, did. So follow up question, Jeff. What well, I there's one thing I did yeah. have a hiding spot at Lutherdale for like snacks oh, and candy. Okay. Because my daughter would often come to visit me, <laughs> and I would put the candy in a certain like cupboard where she couldn't get to it because she would just Smart. want candy. And uh-huh. whenever we had cereal breakfast, I would take the little container, not eat it, and go put it in that cupboard too. So, oh yeah. But it wasn't like a secret stash; it was just a cupboard in my office my child couldn't reach. Mm-hmm. But what's your follow-up question with that, John? Um, my follow-up question is: Who leads a life that doesn't need secrets? <laughs> like, come on! I just said secret stash. Like I just kept stuff on me. Like it, it went in my backpack. Yeah, but I don't know, Jeff. That's a little too, <laughs> a little too puritist for me. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, new question for you, Jeff. Uh, what is one of the most satisfying accomplishments you ever had in your career? Big question. Yeah, this is probably going to be, it's a little cheesy, but it was running summer camp last year uh, Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. We had to change um, so many protocols. Sorry. We had to change our program and like how we ran camp, how we thought about camp. It worked for me because (laughs) Lutherdale is very centralized. Everything's together and Sugar Creek is very decentralized. And last summer yeah. with the pandemic, we basically had to be decentralized. I was like, this is my roots. This is what I know. But just the fact that we ran, what would we do, five weeks of summer camp, 10 sessions, and we had no positive cases of COVID. Like, that in itself Man. was a huge accomplishment. We felt like we really did something amazing last year. And the staff worked their tails off. Um, yeah. I can't give them enough credit. But, yeah, that I think that was my biggest achievement. I mean, that is more than just like, oh, I came up with a really cool game or, oh, I did this thing. Like this was a we did camp in a worldwide pandemic and everyone was safe. Yeah, that's something me and John never had to do. That's one experience you have that we will never be able to. uh, Yeah. Replicate. Okay, maybe not in a pandemic, but I did have a weird outbreak at camp where like 70. Camp plague doesn't count. No, this was a deep plague it was like 80 percent of the people got sick and violently ill and like oh gosh that's yeah. awful all right john you're um, up okay so my next one is um what is one thing when you would pr- 
prepare for the summer, you would go to Walmart or you would go to the grocery store, whatever it is. What is the one thing that you had to have before summer started? Yeah. Uh, That's a great question. For me, it was guitar strings. Um, <laughs> anyone who has worked with me at camp, yeah. um, I, I break a lot of guitar strings. 90% of the time, it's the G string. G string. It's always the G string. It's always the G string. Um, I was especially bad at Sugar Creek for some reason. Um, there were weeks where I would break five, six strings. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Jeff, that's ridiculous. Do you know how to yeah. play guitar? <laughs> I do. Um, we do like. Are you, are you using a quarter as your guitar pick? No, like <laughs> We would do like Thursday night after the whole like Christ hike, Christ walk. We'd have just like a huge jam session. Like everyone at camp is gathered together and I would just play as loud and as hard as I could. And I brought my guitar in and out a lot. So it'd be out yeah. in the humidity. It'd go inside the buildings. Like it's not good for the guitar. It's a camp guitar though. It's fine. That's why yeah. I have that guitar out there. And I would break strings. And then I'd break a string and I'd quick be like, hey, so-and-so, give me your guitar. We got to keep going. I would take their guitar. I would break one of their strings. I'd be like, hey, so-and-so, give me your guitar. Um, so you need to have, you need like a roadie to like be replacing strings consistently. Yeah. Some people stopped letting me borrow their guitars because I kept breaking their strings. Yeah, I would. Jeez. But I always bought extras. But then I'd have packs of like every string but the G string. And I would just yeah, sit there with them true. like, I don't know what to do with this. So yeah, I would always stock up on guitar strings. I always change them right before summer starts, get fresh new strings on there to start the summer because I don't change them all winter long. Why would I do that? It's um, really good. And then, yeah, I would buy like four packs, five packs, and then go through them. Fantastic question, John. Fantastic. I'm trying to think. I don't even know what my answer would be. Like, there's a few things. But like, I can't think of like one specific Anyways, uh, let's go with the tried and true. What is your best LOM memory? All right. I, this one I did prepare because I thought yeah. about it. And I'm sorry, you guys might be a little offended. I swear <laughs> to Jeebus, Hang on. if we're not in this. You're not really. That was your rule. That was your rule. I Jeff. know. I was giving you a hard time. I didn't really care. So, no. Here's the thing. I have to set this up with a story. Uh-oh. When I started at Sugar Creek, um, I started in January of 2014. And I did my summer. And I didn't really think. I knew other camps existed. But I honestly did not care about them when I was my new program director. I mean, it was. Yeah. I knew like of other people, but like I went recruiting and I wasn't trying to make friends really. Like I was just yeah. doing my job. I was getting my staff. I was very focused on like me and my camp program. So that me. fall, my executive director tells me like, Hey, there's this program training session with a bunch of program directors in Wisconsin. You're going to go to it. My first thought was I absolutely do not want to go to that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> program director. People are weird. I'm the only normal one. And yeah, I know I, I was so wrong, uh, I'm, I'm not normal. but I, I was very much dreading. I'm realizing they, the, the audience can't see the faces that John and I just yeah. made at that statement. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, um, I, I did not want to go. I didn't really want that. I wanted just to like focus on my camp, my people. So it's in Wisconsin and <coughs> I 
like the week leading up to it, I'm thinking of every excuse I can not to go. Because honestly, I do not want to go to this. I'm like, this sounds horrible. Like, I don't want to be away from my family. I don't want to be away from my dog. Like, I do not want to go to this. Yeah. But I do anyway. And the first day I'm up there, like, I'm really quiet because I'm nervous. I see all these people. And I'm like, man, they all know a lot. And I don't really know anything. And I don't know if I'm going to have fun. And, like, I guess I'm just going to, like, put my head down and just, like, be here. And, like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the very, like, first night we were there. I, Aaron, I don't think you stayed in my cabin. I was, like, right across from the meeting room in the little... I was, I was in you there. were in there? Okay, yeah. so then you were there yeah. for this. I did, couldn't remember if you were in there or not. You weren't in my room. I knew that much. No. But, Me and Phil room together. Yeah. So, it's, like, the first night, and nothing <laughs> crazy is happening, but we... After all the program stuff ends, we go back over there, and everyone's just, like, sitting in the common room talking. Like, someone had a case of, I think, Lining Kugels, like, beer... Not even, mm-hmm. like, a good version of Liney's, like, their very basic version. But we're just, like, sitting there drinking beer and just chatting. And I'll never forget that night that, like, mm-hmm. it just started That's to click good. for me. And I was like, these people aren't weird. And maybe they are, but maybe I'm weird, too. And I was mm-hmm. just, like, starting to make connections. Like, I didn't get close to anyone that night by any means. Like, I kind of chatted with a lot of people. I honestly don't know if we chatted or not that night. I don't remember but I just remember the feeling of like, okay, there's something here that is like real and I can't quite understand what it is. But that night I texted Jordan. I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I think this is going to be good. And it just like opened my eyes up. And then from there on, like the next day is just history. And every year after that, it was exactly what I needed in a community. But um that's cool that first night that very first night is my most like the thing i'll remember the most because it i remember i remember that night because we all it was it was awkward at first because it was that yeah it was like a dark room yeah like with carpet everywhere like old 1970s couches like and we were just sitting around. That was also, wasn't that the where in the world is Carbon San Diego night? Or was that the next night? That was the next, that was one of okay, the other nights. It might remember. not have been the next night, but yeah, it was. It was like, that was Fred. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> the, yeah, that first night, I, in, I didn't even stay up as late as everybody else because. Oh, I didn't either. I was exhausted um, just from flying in and emotionally just drained, right? Yeah. Um. But it was, I, I remember thinking the same, Jeff, like, this is going to be awkward. I don't know anybody. Everyone's going to know each other already. Um, stuff like that. And the yeah. Luther Hill staff was there as the, it was their second year. Uh, Cause they'd already done the admin track. Yep. Um, and so they knew some of the other people. So I felt super awkward and left out. And my only person that I knew was my ex- late 50s early 60s pro or executive director and i was like oh gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that first night was cool it was very chill like we're all just hanging out just very superficial at first of like what do you do like uh, blah blah oh yeah guy counselors are hard to find (laughs) like (laughs) like all that do you play guitar oh me too yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um 
yeah all that kind of stuff <laughs> so but it was good like i i agree that that's that's a cool memory i haven't thought of that night in a long time yeah like i haven't I thought said, of that cabin in a long time yeah <laughs> it's just a weird little cabin it was. i wasn't there um no this is this is a b before john bj no huh? um <laughs> <laughs> no, that's before john uh john your question <laughs> i i don't think i can recover from that um why do you suck <laughs> Is that your question? Yeah. What do you? Well, yeah. And yeah. yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Answer. Why do you suck? Yeah. Okay. This is easy for me to answer. Um, I don't like to ask for help at all, and mm. I like to th- uh, assume that I'm going to be able to solve it by myself. So uh, that's one of the few reasons I suck. Um, I also suck because I will. Uh, let my emotions lead me sometimes if I get like frustrated or angry, yeah. especially. And this, this is a big fault of mine. I always admit it. When I know that, like, the staff know better, and I was like, you obviously know that's a dumb thing to do. Why did you do that? I will let my anger lead my response when I shouldn't. But it's just because, like, you guys. Can you give me an, can you give me an example of something you would say, Jeff? What I would say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're saying you'd let your anger lead. What, what is an example of that? I'm very curious. The beeper ready. No, I don't. I don't want to swear them out or curse them. But I mean, I would just like. No. It's more my tone. Like I come in this situation. There's uh, a story. I, there's a story I can't really tell on the podcast because I just don't think I can. Okay. I'll, I'll say it on Patreon that I'm. I'm more oh fine yeah, with. no one cares about Patreon. Um, Patreons were all. There, the, there was all a situation where something fairly serious happened, and I planned on addressing the staff one way of like hey i understand like this is really crazy like let's talk about it but then things happened that the staff i was like you should not have been doing that and it's making me very frustrated and upset and i went into it just like i'm really disappointed in you guys right now because come on like what are hey you guys, doing? Why do you suck? Like this is suck? not your job. You're not doing it right. So it was, it was just this whole like. <laughs> this is your job. You're not. Do- I really want these to be much. the exact quote. You go into this <laughs> meeting. Hey, why do you guys suck? What? Why don't you do your jobs better? <laughs> but no, it it was like that. But it's it's more of just how I phrase things in my tone. And yeah. Like, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Like people can tell when I'm upset or frustrated, and mm. I think that's just. I will let that get the best of me when I know they could have done better. I know they could have done it right and yeah. not done the stupid thing. I'm like, mom, just angry. So that's why I suck. It's much Think easier to not more. have emotions. It's true. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I think we just have a few more questions and then we're going to be done here. Cool. Uh, my question is the another tried and true. Hopefully you're prepped for this one. Uh, what advice would you give to a new program director? Yep. What I would give for advice. This is funny because uh, Gretchen Bachman, who is a legend in the LOM world, um, like a year and a half ago had reached out to a bunch of us that were in the program Field Arian asked us to like put a video together with answering some of these questions for new program directors. And one of them was, what advice would you give? So I'm using that advice. Um, the advice I would give is something it took me a while to really learn, but that 
you're not in it alone. And um, it really goes back to this LOM community. And that's the one thing I'm the most grateful for. Um, I don't think I could have lasted seven years without LOM. Because the people, the friends, like you guys helped me get through stuff. And like we did uh, local gatherings, even in like the friends I made there, I would go to them all the time for things like, what do I do? Like this just happened and I don't know how to handle it. Like, I don't know how many times I called one, those friends up that were in a couple camps over and I was like, Hey, what do I do? Like I'm lost. Help me. Um, Mm. But you're, you're not in alone. My whole first year, I had that mindset of like, this is my camp, I'm doing it, and I'm going to figure it out by myself. And I think like, man, what if I would have had this community before I even started? Like, mm, we could have had yeah. even better first summer. Like, I could have been so much better as a program director. Um, staff training would have gone better, like all of it. So, yeah, that that's my one advice is like, get involved in the community, go to your regional gatherings your territorial gatherings go to the lom conference it or go to lt first honestly like the conference is very intimidating if that's your first experience with lom it's scary i get that i saw it in a lot of people um go to lt build up that small community get that close group Mm. of friends like these are people like you that are going to be have questions and want to talk like how many nights did we stay up just talking shop like we would talk about random stuff but like i remember in um north carolina like we had a lot of conversations about like program specific stuff because i stole ideas from so many program directors at lte we would talk about like these really cool things i'm like i'm gonna steal that and use it so (laughs) yeah get involved with lm yeah for sure that's good all right john why do you suck oh wait no um, no, no, it's, the, it's, it's uh, like well, two um, questions before that. <laughs> Dude, John has a new question that hasn't been asked yet that I think is super good. Okay, so is this it? This is it. I hope so. If not, I'm gonna be real sad. This, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be it. really sad if this is a bad question. I'm like, wow, Aaron. If you had a pet trout, what would its name be? <laughs> I had an answer. But oh, no. Okay. No, I'm no not what? Say okay. It. Real question, though. What would it take, if the opportunity ever presented itself, to have you work at camp again? In what position? Is that part of what would it take? That would, yeah. I guess, yeah, I'll answer it. Um, What would it take me to work at camp again? As a program director, (laughs) you'd have to pay me a lot. Um, a lot of money to do that again. I loved my a time. Lot of money. So you'd never it's do it again, of... is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds so good. It sounds oh, horrible. But like, I've got two kids. I have a family. I have a house. Like, when did this happen? Program directors. Program directors are <laughs> underpaid. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna name it. Most camp staff are underpaid. That's the nature of the business. They're the like, first job yeah. to go when things get tough. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Case in point. Um, yeah. No, I did not get, I did not become a program director for the money. That was never a thought in my mind. I've never like chased jobs because I want to get rich, but I know that I have a family to support. And I know that if I were going to go back and be a program director, I would have to make more than they pay. That's, yeah. it. That's just the reality of it. That's how it is. Um, 
All right. What about uh, exec? Executive director Whoop. would probably be easier to twist my leg on. Um, I, I obviously I still love camp. Twist your leg isn't that a phrase? Yeah, that's a phrase. Twist your arm. Arm. <laughs> that, that's my leg. <laughs> you gotta twist my leg. It's you pull someone's leg, you twist oh, someone's that's arm. That's the phrases, you guys. It's late. No, um, I, want, I want to see somebody <laughs> twist his leg though. It hurts. That's why they have to do it. Right. Oh, that's. <laughs> No, no, you lost my train of thought. That's amazing. I'm going to edit all this out right here. Simon no! <laughs> twist my arm. Pull my leg. <laughs> um, no, I I love camp. I love what camp does for people. And I could see myself one day being an executive director, but a lot of it depends on, like, my wife likes where we're at right now. So that very much limits the camps I could work at. So um, it, I don't think it'd be as out of the reach. It would have to be at the right time, the right place. Um, I think the right uh, position for the camp as well. Like um, I've heard people say this, you never want to be the executive director after someone who's been there for like 30 years. It's because you are put in a very hard position where you have to follow in the shoes of this legacy and 99% of the time you're going to be set up for failure. Yeah, um, agreed. Um, and like some camps will do it well. They'll put an interim in there and then they'll do a good hiring process and that can help. But if they just go from like this legend exec to you, like you're going to fail. Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, no, it, that you're right though. Like that, And that's honestly for like, I would say that it extends to probably any ministry position. When you're following a very successful person who left of their own volition, yeah, there's not usually a good recipe for you for success because people want more of the same. Yep. And you can't provide that no matter what you do because you're a different person. Yep. So you kind of have to fit a dud in there between them. Yeah. And I don't want to be the dud. So no. <laughs> the camp would have to be in the right position in that sense. It would also have to be in the right like leadership and like where they want to grow because i i mean i always have had my ideas of what i want to see for a camp program and like i won't lie like i have ideas for the camps i've worked at like someday if i was executive director what would i do like i have lists of ideas of things so yeah. i couldn't get go into this position if they're like hey we want you just to do everything the same as it's been because we're coasting and we're doing great i would say mm -hmm. no goodbye like so there are a lot of factors within it like that where it, it would have to be the right time, place, mm -hmm. everything. But yeah, I I would someday consider being an executive director. I could definitely picture that for myself. Yeah. Um, program director? No, 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 no. That much. time's passed. That has passed. Um, yeah. That's good. Um, that was a good question. I did like that. Yeah, I told you. Super good. Yeah. Um, all right, I think... We're we're hitting close to our 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 time here. Um, oh yeah! Wow. I'm trying to think if there's any any other like nagging questions we should ask you. Um, what color are your socks? My you're wearing socks. Yeah, I am wearing socks. What, dude? It's cold in my basement. I told you're you. You're you're my Choco brother. What are you doing? I work. And an office, I have to wear socks uh, and shoes. And my basement's really cold, so I leave my socks this, on. This is and awful. that's just one reason. Like, if you don't have to leave <laughs> camp, 
Like, don't. Honestly, that is one thing I hate the most is wearing actual shoes. I will admit. I don't care about the button up. I don't care about pants. It's the shoes and the socks that I hate. Dude, I wore a tie-dye shirt, cargo shorts, and chacos, and a baseball hat to church. (laughs) And it was fine because I'm the youth director and I wear what I want. You're so Texan. Um, But to answer your question, my socks are red. But one of my coworkers asked me if I was wearing pink socks. I'm sorry, pause. Do you think Texans wear <laughs> the outfit I just described? Yeah. Like, do you think we're a tie-dye maybe, kind no, of state? Maybe in or? Like it's more of the how... Austin is definitely that. It's more of the how you dress to go to church is what I was commenting on. Like, in Wisconsin, you wear your Packers jersey to church. In Texas, you wear whatever you want. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. In Idaho, you, you don't go because you're probably hiking or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I thought you were gonna say because um, you're probably Mormon or something. That's what I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say. I'll say it. Oh man. Um, they dress to the T when they go. <laughs> um, Jeff, thank you for uh, this awesome interview. Such comp- such good answers. Good sport. You did good very sport. well. Good sport. Uh, that is all three of our exit interviews. That's very That's exciting. Um, We're done. Goodbye. W- without 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 giving it away, I, I texted you guys an idea I had to for an episode. I believe it was on July 3rd is when I texted it because I was walking towards a fireworks show um, when I thought Can of it. Can you play in the chat? Uh, yeah. Hold on. I Here you go. Hold on. You know, uh, let's scroll back through our messages. My child uh, was a week old yeah, at that uh, point. Yeah. I have no yeah, recollection. Yeah, John was probably um, uh, not awake. This is that really thing. good audio content. That thing. That's what I was talking about. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, I do remember this too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We should do that for our next episode, yeah. right? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. We can, okay. We I just want to make sure. So, set up with it, I think on our. So end, here's the thing. So here's the. Well, I'm just gonna hint towards it to kind of give a sneak preview because I I feel like I've already gotten some comments like, um, Mr. Matt Baumhart, which by the way, congratulations, he is Yay. back in the LOM game yo, yo. up in uh, you know, New York now. Jeez, he left <coughs> last week or something. We had a farewell party for him. It was fun. Nice. It was great. Um, heard some wicked stories. Um. I still want to get him to do our special Patreon-only episode this one night at summer camp. Because um, that's the episode he'd have to be on. Yep. Um, we've, we've mentioned it a few times here. Um, if you look at who publishes the episodes, <laughs> and stuff, it's, it says it's by 3BC, um, which is a conversation. I it came up, actually, at Extravaganza yeah, in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Um, of course it happened we decided Florida. we were looking at a map of LOM and realized there were no Lutheran camps in Las Vegas or in the entire state of Nevada. Um, and so we decided that we would form a camp just outside of Las Vegas um, and we would run it. And we were going to call it the <laughs> the <laughs> the Burning Bridges Bible Camp. 3 BC. Um, 3 BC. Yeah. Um, it would be full of all the bad decisions. All of um, them, just like Vegas. Yeah, just like Vegas. And what happened at 3BC probably got out. It'd probably be very widely <laughs> publicized. We probably wouldn't last very long at all. No. Um, and so 
I think what we're talking about doing is discussing, for the first time in quite a long time, what would actually happen at 3 BC. And you know, to make this even better, I think listeners, if you're listening to this, send oh. us in some scenarios that you want to hear how no. we would handle Oh, no. Yeah. Give us some prompts. Like, set the stage for us. Oh, no, your camper just did this. What do you do? Whatever it might this be. This is like worst case scenario. Like, I'll give an example. And this is one example of an activity that would have happened at 3 BC. This go credit goes to, oh, I cannot remember all the people that made this. And I don't think any of them listened to it, but Brent and Isaac and Nick, somebody else drew, I'm sure. Um, they made a game called Dodge Brick. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, you know, those trampoline things um, that have like, it's a trampoline, but it's got like the net around it. Yeah, the trampoline with the net. With the net around Safety it, though, net. you would put the kids in there, and then outside, you throw the bricks in. Oh, yeah. And you have to let them dodge the bricks. Somehow, it also involved the swimming pool at one point, but I think I nixed that idea, but I don't know why. I thought it was like, how are you going to get the bricks out of the pool? That seemed like a pain in the butt. Um, so Well, the cool part is, once they hit the trampoline, even if you dodge it, it's going to come back up, and you don't That's know That's the where. idea of dodge brick, right? Yeah, I like that um, idea. Welcome to 3 BC. And so we're going to talk well, about we that. I think we might we even we might too. <laughs> yeah, we were absolutely yeah. sober. Um, and so I think we might. It might be a couple of episodes. So yeah, listeners, if you have ideas that you have things you think would be at three BC, um, you can call us and leave us a voicemail with your idea. Uh, John, what's the number for that? Uh, for that voicemail, John nine one one. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You think I know that number? Five one five two six two eight eight five one five five one. Good job, John. And if they want to send us an email, uh, Jeff, where can they send that? Choice. Uh, you can send it to uh, <laughs> this number one time in summer camp at gmail dot com. it's been a month, That's y'all. The one. Um, um, yeah, we, you can also find us on Facebook and just comment on this episode or post on our wall or whatever, but give us some ideas. Give us some prompts of like, hey, what would be like the worst idea for a grace, for example, like before you before you eat a meal, what's the worst grace you can come up with? Things like that. Um, it'll be a fun episode. It'll be exciting. Um, like I said, we might do a few episodes of it before we get back into our regular routine. Uh, we're in our summer schedule. It's weird. It's the summer of fun, you know? We're just winging it. Woo! Uh, anyways, I'm Aaron. That was John. That was Jeff. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Evan, nice hat. Summer camp.